Oh, I got some good news for you today. Oh, yeah, get ready. The good news is we have a helper in this life. And you know what that does? That reminds us that we are not alone. Oh yeah, today we will see how does the Holy Spirit help us? And boy does he. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ today, you've got the Holy Spirit. He's on your side. Oh yes, he is. We're going to see today how is the Holy Spirit on your side. that's something God wants us to know. Oh yeah, He wants us to know without a doubt and have all the confidence in the world that we have a helper. And we're going to see today how the Holy Spirit ministers to us and is there for various situations in our life. Is He there for you? If you believe in Jesus, He's there for you. He's on your side. You don't believe in Jesus? Let's get going. Get with the program. Be where it's at. Jesus, is, When Jesus is your Savior, you're where it's at. Okay? So, let's get right into it. Going to look at some aspects of the Holy Spirit, how He works in our lives, and even works in the life of the unbeliever, and you're going to see that too today. So, Jesus said that He would send the Holy Spirit after His ascension into heaven. Okay, that's in John 16, verse 7. Jesus, he's having a little conversation with his disciples. And he said, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, capital H, something special about this Helper. If I don't go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So, in this particular instance, the Holy Spirit is called a helper. Okay? He's called a helper. You know, the word helper is a compound Greek word. It's the word parakletos. Para means alongside. Kletos means to call. To call alongside. That's a helper. Right? Someone that you Call alongside. You know what I think of when I see that word? Triple A. Do you have triple A? I have triple A. And it's one of those things that you don't need it all the time, but when you need it, you need it. Okay? And um, if you run out of gas, you call triple A and they come alongside and they help you, they bring you gas. Get a flat tire, call triple A, they come alongside, paracletos, and they charge your battery and they give you a jump and you're on your way. Whatever you need. They're there. They they come alongside and they help you. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like one who comes alongside to help. Now, there are many ways that the Holy Spirit is available to help us in this life. Think about it. Where would we be in this life without the Holy Spirit? Wow. We wouldn't be where we are. See, the Holy Spirit is there. Get this now. 
when we need answers. He's there when we feel alone. He's there when we are weak. He's there when we're discouraged. When we want to know God, He's there. And so many other times. And He will provide as a helper what we need. Again, this series is entitled Theology, Study of God. And when we study the Holy Spirit, we're studying God. He's the third member of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Third member of the Godhead. Okay? Now, he does have a ministry to the world, as well as to the church. Maybe like one ministry to the world. Many ministries to the church, but one ministry to the world. And John said, when he, speaking of the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. Now, what are these three things? Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. So, that's the sin of unbelief. How does somebody get saved? They get convicted by the Holy Spirit that they need to become a believer in Jesus. Okay? Then, secondly, he comes to convict them concerning righteousness. Jesus said, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. Now, righteousness has to do with salvation. Jesus satisfied the just demands of God. He is righteous. And when we believe, he imparts his righteousness, I like this part, to us. And we become righteous. So he, John is saying, when Jesus said these things, that God wants people to understand. Go from unbelief to belief. Go from lost to saved. And you become righteous. And you become part of what? The redeemed. And then thirdly, verse 11, concerning judgment. Now what is this judgment? It's judgment on the devil. Because the ruler of this world has been judged. And that has to do with the victory that Christ won. See, this is the good news gospel. Jesus has won the battle for every person that believes. He defeated Satan. Satan has lost the war. And he offers us salvation and forgiveness through his shed blood. So that's the only thing the unbeliever can understand through the Holy Spirit, the gospel, how to be saved and what is the evidence of it. And by the way, if you remain lost and you stick with Satan, then you share in his defeat as well. That's no good. You don't want to do that. Oh no. You don't want to, you don't want to share in the defeat of the devil. You know why? He's going in the lake of fire. Forget that, man. You don't want to go there. That's for the devil and his angels. So his ministry to the church, verse 13, we're in John 16. He will guide you. Did you ever need guidance? Stop calling your friends and go to God. He will guide you. Here's what Jesus said. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will no longer speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, 
He will speak, and He will disclose to you what is to come. So, of course, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and in their ministry, the Spirit will guide them. And I think a lot of this has to do with writing the Word of God. How how do they write the Gospels and the Epistles? They were led by the Spirit. They were inspired by the Spirit. But that same guidance goes to the Christian. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll guide us through the written Word. With the Spirit, you can have a deeper understanding of God's Word. Without the Spirit, you read the Bible and you go, What? What does that say? What does that mean? I don't get it. But with the Spirit, it's like, Oh, now I get it. The light goes on. So, he not only helps us in every situation in life, he convicts the unbeliever that they need to be saved, that Christ won the battle, and that Satan has been judged. Now he also guides us, he shows us the way. Isn't that what a guide does? He says, go that way. Follow that path and you'll get to your destination. Take a left at the big oak tree, and then take a right at the stream, and you'll get to your destination. See, that's what the guide says. The Holy Spirit. Want to stay out of trouble? Let the Spirit guide you. And how does He guide you? Based on the Word of God that's in your soul. No Word, no guidance. A little bit of the Word, little bit of guidance. Get a whole lot of the Word, a whole lot of the guidance. The Spirit will use what you've learned, and He'll guide you with it. It's like cooking a meal. You want to cook a great meal? Beautiful. Go get some great ingredients. Go get some food. If you don't buy the food, and you don't buy the spices, you're not cooking a meal. You're just boiling water. So you need the ingredients in order to cook the meal, and you need the Word of God in order to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, He will disclose to you. That means to announce in detail. And like I said, I think this specifically has to do regarding the inspiration of the Scriptures. The Holy Spirit inspired the writers to write what they wrote. But I think, like I said, it also appears, um, it also, um, appears to, not appears to us, what's the word I want? Appear. It also pertains to us, okay? To make the Word of God personal. How can we get into the Word of God? By means of the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 25, Jesus said, These things I've spoken to you while abiding with you. And then he said in verse 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, when the Father, whom the Father will send in my name, he will, here it comes now, teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Now, Jesus had a lot of good sermons, didn't he? Oh, yeah. The Sermon on the Mount, Beatitudes, the Olivet Discourse. I mean, he, man, he was just a fountain of fluidity. <laughs> he had a lot of truth. And it was when it was time for the disciples to write it down, it's like, oh yeah, man, remember John two years ago when Jesus, how did he say that? How do they remember all that? 
the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will disclose everything to you and bring to your remembrance all that I said. So there's where the gospel writers got their help from the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul could say to Timothy, all scripture is inspired by God. What does that mean? All scripture is inspired by God. It means that the Bible was written by men, but it came from God. That God spoke to their hearts, and it went from the heart to the hand, and they wrote it down. And it's profitable for reteaching, for, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So when the Bible says that the Holy Spirit inspired the writers, it means divinely breathed. It's like he breathed on them and everything, their memories came alive. And they remembered that day on the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus said, blessed are the poor. Oh, they remembered that. They remembered when Jesus talked about end times, the Olivet Discourse and the Great Tribulation. Oh, they remembered all the healings and all the miracles. Oh, remember when that lady, she reached through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. She was healed. Yeah, write that down. And they wrote that down. And and then with Nicodemus and Zacchaeus, right, they wrote down those conversations about being born again. And Zacchaeus, you know, he was a tax collector and he found Christ and gave everybody back all their money and four times as much. That's a lot to remember. And the Holy Spirit, he spoke to them. What was it like? You know, sometimes, probably most of the time, hopefully most of the time, when a pastor studies for his sermon, he can sense the Holy Spirit opening up the scriptures and kind of guiding him. And he leads him and says, oh, write this down. And he he gets a lot of help from the Holy Spirit. And you know what? He helps everybody. He'll help you. See, when you learn the Word of God and you're in a particular situation, He will bring to your remembrance what you need for that particular situation. You probably have had times where you've shared Christ with people and you said all these things you didn't even know you knew. say, wow, I said all these things I didn't even know I knew. How did I remember that? Ah, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is bringing to your remembrance the things that you learned. See, you had to learn them first. You got a old mother cupboard went to the hot, well, mother Hubbard went to the cupboard. But once you got there, the cupboard was bare. That's no good. You don't want to be a mother Hubbard Christian. You want to be somebody when you go to the cupboard, it's full of stuff. It's full of food. You can make a nice meal for your family. So when the Holy Spirit goes to your soul, oh, it's full of the word of God. It's full of scripture, and he can bring to your remembrance everything that you learned. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes in John 15, 26, he will testify of Christ. How is it people are convinced of Christ, the Holy Spirit? Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, whom I will send from the Father, and he also called him the spirit of truth. I like that. The spirit of truth. He proceeds from the Father, and he will testify about me. 
Testify means to give evidence. The Holy Spirit gives evidence of Christ. And then he said, you will testify also, because you have been with me from the beginning. And now followers today of Christ testify, right? We give evidence of Christ in our life. And you know what the greatest testimony is? What God has done for you. You can say to someone, hey, maybe you don't believe the Bible. Maybe you think man wrote it. Maybe you struggle with faith, but I want to tell you something. I want to tell you what Christ did for me. How he changed my life. How he broke the chains. And he set me free. And he gave me hope. And he made me want to live. And he changed everything. See, you can't argue with a changed life. You can argue scriptures till the cows come home. But you can't argue with a changed life. And so many today have that evidence of a changed life. So you give testimony of Christ. Our relationship with Christ is the fuel for a good testimony of Him in our lives. Sometimes, maybe if you're feeling a little discouraged, sit down, get a pad and pen, and write down all the things that Jesus did for you. The broken chains, the, the, the lowlights that turned into highlights, all those circumstances when he came through, answered prayer, things like that. That'll be very encouraging. The Holy Spirit is our help in every situation. He's there for us. That's why Jesus said, you know, when I leave, it would be better because Jesus was in one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit, because he's here in his deity, he's everywhere. He's all over the place. And we're going to see something else that's very, very personal about the Holy Spirit. Something every Christian needs to know. And I don't know if they do. So here are some areas of ministry that the Holy Spirit has to us. Number one, he fills us with God's love. What love? God's love. Romans 5, 5. Here's what Paul said. The love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit has filled you with the love of God. That means two things. Number one, the assurance that God loves you more than anything. And number two, because you have God's love, you can love. You can love with the love of God. You know, there are so many people in the world today and they're full of hate. And why are they full of hate? They hate people they don't even know because they don't have love. They don't, they don't know love. If you don't know love, then you know hate. And that's what Christ came to bring. Came to bring love. The Holy Spirit fills us with joy. Paul said in Romans fourteen seventeen, the kingdom of God, it is not eating and drinking. In other words, it's not what we do, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. See, people can make Christianity, do's and don'ts, I call them taboos, can't do this, you have to do that, 
and they've made it a system of works and rituals. And Jesus is saying, it's not about what you do. It's about what the Holy Spirit does in you. It's about him filling you with God's peace and God's joy and making you righteous before him. That's what the Holy Spirit does. See, the Holy Spirit is our best friend right now. We have peace and we have power. Paul said in Romans fifteen thirteen, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. By the way, that word in believing, it means while you're believing. Keep on believing. Believing is the basis of being filled with joy and peace so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, now we got some power. I got the power. You need power? It's in the Holy Spirit. Not power to be a goof. Power to steer your ship through the storm. Sometimes people have a misunderstanding of God's power and they do a, they turn it into a circus act. No, it's power for you. It's personal power to bring you through. That's what it is. Because of the Holy Spirit, we are sanctified. The Bible says we are set apart for God. Paul said, God set me apart to be a minister of Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest the gospel of God, so that my offering of the Gentiles may become acceptable, sanctified, set apart by the Holy Spirit. Paul understood his ministry would be nothing without the Holy Spirit. It wasn't because of him. He even said he wasn't an eloquent speaker. And he said, I don't come with the wisdom of man, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's where our success in the Christian life comes from. Now, here's my favorite one. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. He lives inside every Christian. What? Yes, he does. Paul said to those, even those carnal Corinthians, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, that you are not your own? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, you know what that does? It moves us to the next point. It seals us as belonging to God. It's Ephesians 1.13. In him, you also, in him is a reference to Christ, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit seals us as belonging to God, we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. There is the certainty of our salvation. And in verse 14, it says, the Holy Spirit, he is given as a pledge. What's a pledge? It's a promise. It's a down payment. He's given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. So think of it. The Holy Spirit is a down payment on what? On heaven. You want to buy a house. You can't buy a house cash. You put a down payment and you make a promise. I'm going to pay this thing off. Don't you worry. And the down payment is your promise. You know what God says? 
I'm going to give you heaven. And I'm going to give you a down payment right now. The Holy Spirit. He's my pledge to you. And I'm going to fulfill this promise one day. And I'm bringing you to heaven. Wow. That's the Holy Spirit. That's why I love the indwelling of the Spirit. It guarantees our salvation. It's an incredible thing. The Holy Spirit, oh, He works on behalf of every believer. We are renewed by the Spirit. Paul said that God saved us not on the basis of deeds which which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. You know what that is? The renewing of of the Holy Spirit? That's an extreme makeover. (laughs) That's what that is. You have been extremely made over. You are a new creation in God's sight. What a, what a wonderful ministry he has to us. And we should never feel alone. We should never feel without strength. And even we should always have a sense of confidence in life and joy. He is the provider of all these things. And so much more. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to us in the church age. While we're living here on the earth. That's why we need to know them. And we need to learn the ministries because you know what? They're very, very personal. Oh, yes, they are. The ministries of the Holy Spirit, as we saw, are very personal to each and every believer. You know, you can hear this message again at the Hope Club podcast. You can just type in the Hope Club podcast online. You can go to our website, newhopecc.tv. Scroll down a little bit. All the messages are there, over 200 of them. And this one will be there. And there are certain ones that we need to listen to over and over. Why? So we can be convinced of so many of the wonderful things that God has done for us. He told us these things because he wants us to know them. Imagine if we really knew everything God wants us to know. Wow. Look out, world. Here we come. (laughs) Look out. Listen, subscribe to our YouTube channel because every time we go live, you'll get a notification. And you can view our radio show in the studio, our semi-luxurious studio here at New Hope Christian Church. And so we're always glad to have people chime in. Tell a friend if these messages seem to help you somewhat. Get a friend to listen. Christian, non-Christian, doesn't matter. I try to speak to everybody. just want to give people hope. People with Christ, I want to give you hope. People without Christ, I want to give you hope. Hope is in Christ. So keep that in mind. And I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.